By the way, hi, beautiful humans. Hello. Hey. We got five seconds of summer hanging out in the studio. All right. Woo. Woo. All right. Thank you. Woo. <laughs> Easier. That is the record. That, that is. is the, re- the record. The. The. How are you, Cal? Don't be mistaken. Dude, I'm, I'm feeling good. Tom looks comfortable. He He's just took several naps Yeah, today. he just took a little nap in the car on the way here. I've never sat on the couch before, so it feels good, you know? This is a new spot for you. I still haven't made my way to the couch. <laughs> Yeah, Calum, last time you guys were here, everyone was upset that you didn't talk. All the fans were. Well, yeah, it's just a lot of people in the room. And yeah. it was just like everyone's got an opinion on something. So Also, it threw us off having two other guys. It was like, yeah. eh, it was, it was too many. A lot of people in the room. His well. mic's not on. Can you put his mic on? Well, we left off, Luke. You were trying to talk about how it was the five sauce. Oh, no, it was the Chainsmokers song. <sighs> yeah, it was interrupting Callum, which probably explains why he didn't talk much <laughs> last, last interview, because I was just interrupting him. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I think. Uh, yep, it was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, what were we saying? That there was a lot of people in the room. He we just, actually were he talking wasn't about talking that. much. Yeah, yeah. Cal oh, wasn't talking much. And of, now well, he yeah. won't shut up. Yeah, there's a lot of people in the room then. There's Chainsmokers featuring Five Sauce, you know. We, it's a big, we were very busy as they are. We're like, you know, you boys take the questions, take a few extra, yeah. and we'll just kind of hang out and see what you got. It was actually interesting seeing someone else do and answer questions. Like that, what in the same room though? It was cool. I get it because you're kind of like watching somebody's interview while being a part of it at the same time. But it's good to see you up here. And Ashton, thank you. Welcome. You you do have the same spot every time, but you are the momager of the group. Also, no, you say no every time, but like I feel like the first time you were here, you said that. Also, you were going to be the one who was going to email me. Very momager like. I'm just saying. (laughs) You have the official email. I was going to check you out. I'm like, what are we talking about? What do you want to talk about? What matters on the show at the moment? Why are we coming in? Culture? What, yeah, like what's yeah. what's trending? No. Well, what's trending with you? Oh, it doesn't I, matter what's trending with me. I'll talk about anything. But I really <laughs> want to talk about Easier because I think it's a great record. We I, should talk about that. Thank I, you. I think it is really, correct me if I'm wrong, a different type of record. Are there any live instruments on it? They're all live. Mm-hmm. So Whoa. Yeah. I, that's, but that's cool because I'm gonna. Yeah. I, I thought there weren't totally. any. No, the blend is like really, really important, and that's that's something that I feel like we found on our whole record is like blending electronic. You know, like the the main bass riff that goes through was yeah. like I was questioning if that was like a synth bass or if it's a live bass, and then when we like listened to it and you solo it, and we listened how like. Yeah. How Lou and, and like Lou Bell, who was on the track, how he and Andrew kind of blended the, the synth bass between the real bass is it's like becomes this this element of its own where it has like the energy of like live instruments, but also like kind of the like sound, I guess, just for lack of better words, of, of electronic instruments. And it's same for the drums as well. You know, like it, if you listen through that whole the whole back half of the song is all pretty much live drums that have mm-hmm. been boosted the whole song. And, like, I mean, obviously, there's, like, a pretty solid guitar part running through. So, yeah. If that's, uh, is that important for you guys? Is that something that you need to maintain as you move forward? I, it's, all about, it's all about the actual record. you got to serve songs. Otherwise, if you just go and place a mm. bunch of instrumentation over songs and it doesn't serve the actual sincerity of the lyric or mm. kind of the, the style of production that you're going for, then you got to be careful of that. I think one of the best parts of our new record is Callum's playing a lot more analog synth, and that's uh, 
that stuff's super old, mainly '80s stuff, uh, yeah. and it's it's uh, a lot of them. You have to tune them and stuff. It's it's quite interesting. It's been a whole new thing to work with that type of uh, instrumentation on our records, and especially Callum actually playing playing that stuff. How do you find your way there? Are you looking for something new and it brings you there? I think yeah. guitar music gets old quick. I mean, because you have, you know, only so many things you can do with a guitar. Um, and I think eventually you look for other avenues in your music and look to inject a lot of different things. I mean, one thing on Youngblood, we actually started to introduce synthesizers on our last record, uh, which we were loving. And we're like, we want to do more of that because it sounds bigger. Mm -hmm. um, and it's more interesting to us. And, and layering our records with that is, uh, it just makes the songs higher quality in our perspective. But. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think, you know, easier especially is, and like the way that you were surprised that there's live instruments on it, I think it's about kind of the illusion of it. You know, like on the surface, you're like, oh, okay, this is, you yeah. know, you might think and only hear these electronic sort of elements but then when you actually delve into it is where you find all of the live elements you know so like really getting into it and once you like you'll be like oh like i didn't hear that before and that's actually like a solid one bar drum fill you know like of live kit yeah. you know so it's all like little things of of like the bigger picture is the song and then within that lays the layers of the what the, yeah. the rest of it what i find interesting about your question as well is what people's perception is that don't like they people that don't make music what's their perception of what a live instrument is <laughs> mm. and that's something as a musician you constantly have to work out and explain because it's actually a broader question it's like what public hear as live instrumentation because of the last 10 years 20 years of music like what do they think that is without making music Mm -hmm. I think it's what you think is in a band, right? A guitar, yeah. it's a drum set. That's, that's like traditionally. Yeah. That's like traditionally what people think. It's not I mean, any of like the pads. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. you think yeah. about like bands like um, Tears for Fears or Nine Inch Nails. A lot of it, you know, was electronic stuff, and that's kind of where we're taking a lot of influence from. Like all the all the key parts, like the synthesizers and the the keys parts that you're hearing on Easier, and you will hear on the rest, and what you've heard on Youngblood and all of that mm -hmm. are all in in like the instruments from that era, and that's kind of what we yeah. take in. And the same way that Youngblood builds through from the verse, like one guitar vocal, and builds all the way through to the end with live drums, mm -hmm. and the guitars get a little, little bit bigger. It's just, it's a similar process with a song like Easier. And Ashton's right; you have to serve the song because we got caught in. In a kind of a trap when you're younger and I don't know a bit angstier of just like throwing on live guitars and live drums from the whole song you know start to finish but that's not the way um, yeah. we want to do things mm -hmm. anymore but why is it because you want to challenge yourself is it because the way you see music going I think mm -hmm. you're constantly paying attention to the way uh, music is going in general I think we try to push the boundaries of what <laughs> instrumentation we can get into our music um, and it's also about letting go of what you the the minute you put boundaries on your instrumentation, there's only so many records you can make as a band. Yeah. Um. So you need to free yourself from all those expectations and just let it be a blank canvas and and work with inspiration, not expectation. When at what point do you hit that wall of like, there's only so much we can do? Like, if we're gonna like use your album as it's kind I, of like we, a yeah. gauge. Sorry, I I I think it was at a point where we were on the second album, and. I think at the end of the second record, after we made it and we went on tour, when we came back into the studio to write more music for the for the last record or for the third one, um, I remember the first maybe like 
couple of writing sessions that we did and, and actually trying to write new music for another album, there were a couple times where we were like, oh, no, we shouldn't use that because it's a synth and we only want to play guitar. And I remember all of us kind of collectively thinking, like, why are we bothering with having those expectations of not being able to put things on a song just because it's a specific type of instrument? You know, when it, when in reality, it doesn't matter what type of instrument you use because it's just about what it sounds like. It doesn't matter of if it's like, oh, no, we shouldn't use that in a song because it's a synth and synths are lame. It's and, and it's, it's the stigma it's, attached yeah, to it. And, and, <laughs> so it was like breaking yeah. out of that and becoming comfortable with just like whatever sounds good is like gonna be good. And I think we were in that box and it was just but breaking out of that box. Is it fear? I mean, there, there's real fears as to why you wouldn't want to break out of the box because you know you're looking at past success. That's you, there's like a formula, I guess, that is built whether it's done on purpose or not, it just kind of forms mm. over time. So you don't want to really. There is some sort of nerves like yeah. tapping out of that. But mm. but then what well, after that, after we had that discussion, like, because obviously that that box that uh, we're talking about was kind of in our heads, the first two albums. And of course, we're going to always we're a rock band at heart, even though we're in a pop space. Um, but then when we had a song, we always talk about it, we had a song like in an album like Youngblood. It's like, oh, well, this is actually all of the parts that we love, like all the synthesizers and all that stuff worked in a big um, pop space. And it was like kind of like a foot, like a door was like, you know, smashed wide open. And it was like, we can like do anything we want to do on this next album and kind of follow that similar trajectory. Yeah. I, I, th- I feel like it's almost, I mean, this, we always hit this with every album that we've ever done. It's, it's almost the natural evolution of the individual artists within the band. And there needs to be, when you're creating a record, there needs to be a sense of naivety to it. You need to have an open mind towards it, and that's what I feel like everyone in this band has, and that's why I feel like this band will have will create longevity for itself. Um, and as soon as we repeat the same record twice, I think that's when the band will... Evaporate. And crumble. Zach Sang Show. Yo, beautiful human, real quick. I didn't think I could actually cook. And then somebody introduced me to HelloFresh, and it did change everything for me. I, I, I actually use my kitchen for more than just pasta, cereal, and my Morningstar veggie patties. I'm, I'm being honest. HelloFresh makes conquering the kitchen a reality. A delicious reality with really easy recipes that are so freaking tasty. Cooking is enjoyable and easy with HelloFresh. Fresh, pre-measured ingredients and easy-to-follow six-step pictured recipe cards are delivered right to your door. By the way, the recipe cards are so clear and easy, even I can follow them. Instructions and I do not get along, okay? You're about to spend less time meal planning and grocery shopping so you can get that time back to do more of what you love. All meals come together in 30 minutes max. They're calling for less than two pots and pans, and they require really minimal, minimal cleanup. Make deliciousness a part of your every week. They got three plans for you to choose from. You got classic, veggie, and family with the option to switch between. So you can switch whenever your tastes decide to uh, switch it up. Whenever you want that change, whenever you want to evolve, HelloFresh is there for you. If you want to try HelloFresh, I got you. I got a hookup for you. You can get $80 off your first month. Go to HelloFresh.com slash ZachSang80. That is HelloFresh.com slash ZachSang80. And while you're there, enter the code ZachSang80, and you're going to get 80 bucks off your first month. That's like receiving eight meals for free. Try it out, and let me know what you think. Zach 
saying so. You don't want to say rightfully so, but like, do you guys really want to be in a band that you're making the same exact record every time? That would be so boring. Some people do, though, which is all right. Yeah. I think there's a lot of bands out there that understand the thing you were talking about before, the formulaic expression of what they did one time, it worked, do it again and again and again. And that works for some groups. I mean, mm-hmm. um, and replacing the word formulaic with cult following and people liking what yeah. that is. I, I think mm-hmm. a lot of great groups did that. And, and mm-hmm. Green Day aren't going to go and fuck around with synths or anything like that. I, well, I don't think so. Um, and I think that's a brilliant style of music and it's brilliant that people know themselves so well from the get-go but the brilliant thing about being a pop artist is you get to comment musically on the whole history of music and you get to use it for your advantage and that's why we are a pop band inevitably as well you get to evolve as yeah, taste evolve there's a freedom and and also i think unfortunately for people putting the expectation on their sound or um not exploring it but in a in a uh, how would you say, like, a kind of a thought-out way? A lot of people, like, evolve their sound, they get it wrong, and they get disheartened, they go back to what they did before. Um, and that's not what we do. We spend a lot of time working out what the natural progressions are, and you pay a lot of attention to history. Like, if you look at the musical influences we're using now, a lot of industrial influences that were super popular in the mid-'90s, early-'90s. Mm-hmm. What went coincidingly with that was hip-hop. Uh, and that was at the same time. I mean, you can look back at the the coinciding type of things between Nine Inch Nails, Marilyn Manson, yeah. Eminem, continuing on from there, uh, Snoop Dogg, all those people. And they ran side by side, but music's doing that now as well. So you've got things come back around. So it. if you look at, you know, right now, you'll see Billie Eilish is using industrial influence as well, as well as super classic songwriting, which is awesome. And adding those rhythms in, coincidingly what's popular at the moment i mean it's it's urban so it's it's cool it all kind of swings around but you need to pay attention to the past in order to get to the future i history always repeats itself it I, does but it comes in different shapes and forms you just got to pay attention and that's why with with music you really need to pay attention in order to evolve it you need to understand where it came from but so how do you take that and apply it to art that's organic and kind of just from within, right? Because mm. it is a combination of strategy and also, like, it's art, right? So it yeah. needs to be organic expression mm. at the that's, same time. That's why um, I have so much respect for huge pop artists that manage to release original music in ways that, okay, there's never going to be another hit like that. I mean, um, I I really respect that because it is really hard to do at this point in time because, the, you know, they say we'll run out of original melodies by 2050 because all, all the note compositions and structures have been used. Yeah. Wow. There's only 12 notes. There's, yeah. <laughs> There's only so many you can use. And I think that's interesting and people will take that how they take it. But um, coming up with original music that's, you know, inspired and, and true to their art form these days is even more difficult than ever, I think. And that's why there's two different sides to the art, right? It's obviously the production, but the storytelling at the same time. You yeah. Know? Maybe a little bit more flexibility. That's, yeah, we always are very um, meticulous with our lyrics as well. And I think, especially on this last, the album we've just, um, we're making at the moment was, you know, pretty much there. Um, we played it live as a band. So, And then we'd, we'd play live as a band. We'd set up, we'd make tracks, uh, just us. And then we'd add kind of, 
uh, the storytelling lyrical aspect and the pop melodies on top. So it kind of becomes this thing that only sounds like us, if that makes sense. Oh, so your record process starts with you playing it as a band? It yeah. does now. Yeah, it yeah. didn't used to. Well, how did it start before? Uh, we used to come in with, you know, an idea lyrically, mm-hmm. melodically, or acoustic Guitar yeah. idea, guitar idea, Usually rhythm idea. Usually it would just be us playing the song and acoustic yeah. guitar yeah. and then translating it. And yeah. then actually the last record was made from writing on top of tracks that we're working with. Um, and that kind of works for us, but mm-hmm. not really. The fastest way to make a record for us is to get to the root of how the band sound at that point. So instead of like spending months working out what our sound is, you just work it out straight away. You get in the room, you play as a band... Cool. And then that's the sound, because you can't mm-hmm. deny that. I mean, that's what we sound like. So you record those ideas, then you write on top of those. Yeah. Wow. But that's like putting a lot of trust in your musicianship, because at the end of the day, that's what the band is. I think we rely yeah. a lot on tempos and rhythms we want to play live and that we feel like we've been missing. Because we've had, the, we've had the, the luck to have played as many shows as we've played. And it's like, you're always like, what are we missing? And what have we seen at live shows that we loved, and and what can we take from that, and how do we get it into our music? So, do you yeah do you enjoy this process better? What's what's that playing, playing as, as a, a band and I then writing so. on top? Yeah, of it? it's pretty it's 100%. pretty cool to see it like you know because obviously when you start a musical idea as a group, it's it's pretty bare bones. You know, you've just got like four or five different layers, and it's like you'll kind of come up with sections that are interesting, and you'll be like. Like, you can't complete sections without hearing a vocal and without coming up with lyrics. But it's been pretty awesome to see these songs that, like, that we've done on this new record go from being just us literally playing a couple of chords together to, like, hearing the full song Mm -hmm. with melody and lyrics and having written this story around it and be like, God, I remember when that just started with that guitar riff, you know? It's, it's, It's cool. It's, like, an interesting way to do it like a flip on it it's sick it's fun. And back to live instruments like yeah very yeah, much got, involved yeah it's got like a different feeling to it as well because yeah. you listen to it and you're like oh that actually feels like a live mm. band you know it's cool do you feel like you all are mostly on the same page sometimes oh. i think i think it's it's important i mean that's part of being in a band as well like your communication and, and how you get people to understand where you want to be at sonically and with your songwriting and it takes months Mm-hmm. If not years, yeah, and I think I think us as four different individuals, like Cal was saying before, I think bring something different and bring a different like side of perspective of music or whatever to the table. You know, like we all each have our individual interests and in whatever it may be, and and kind of combining it together and pushing it forwards is always helps to have it as like a you know you fill every hole that's that's missing yeah. in this puzzle. Between the four of you. Yeah. I think it's like a beautiful thing, though. Like, I don't necessarily think, especially musically and sonically, you can be parallel, but you don't have to agree on anything, uh, on everything, sorry. Um, Because sometimes it creates uh, tension within the music that is unique in -hmm. a way. It can't just be like all straight down the middle. You know, it needs to have that yeah. dynamic of push and pull. I mean, all the greatest bands in history, well, most of them had a lot of inner tension, whether it be musical struggle, personal struggle, etc. I mean, that tension creates great music, I think. So, mm. 
Yeah, definitely. Um, it's emotion. Yeah, I mean, even even like um, when you're writing lyrics, like the amount of walls sometimes has to go through with like just within the band, and then also with like outside writers who have, you know, are massive pop writers because we're all we're all very big big fans of pop music. We love writing pop songs, um, and it's interesting. You're totally right. Where it's like it has to have that kind of tension, mm-hmm. you know, like with at least one of the member in the band, if not all. Um, yeah, yeah, it's cool. Is there something that you know about each other that you wish you didn't know because of how close you are? Because sometimes I think about how long you've been doing it. Like you know, it's well, been a long time. We've seen some <laughs> with each other. I'll tell you that much. Um, yeah, there are parts that you keep to yourself though, as well. I think it's important to be like, I don't know, respective of each. Like, yeah, I, I'm. <coughs> each dude handles things differently in the band, and like for instance, like I, I need i don't know different things that i don't include these guys in because you need to have your own influences and your own life in order for your career to be successful in a group like otherwise you become cyborgs and you're the same people that's how you probably contribute and that's how you get a mix of different Mm. emotions different personalities which ultimately kind of equals longevity yeah and your collaborations are based off that too i mean the reason we moved to la was to meet people that are far better than uh, far better at what we do than us you know and, and it's those challenges that you come up against, but in every aspect of your life, like we, we all, we all want to improve our, our, uh, skills in, in general. And that's why we're here. Even just on like an existential level yeah. at, at like the, the basis of being just a human being, you don't mm-hmm. want to be, Oh, it's Michael from five seconds of summer. It's like, no, yeah. I'm my own dude. Yeah, I'm totally. mm-hmm. You're an individual. That's yeah, but the you, word. you gotta a lot of the time you gotta fight for that these days. Yeah, yeah. But you guys are in a, again. You've been doing it a long time. Mm-hmm. You know, you have. There's no band. There, there's no five seconds of summer without the four of you. Totally. Do, mm-hmm. do you agree with that statement? It, yes. It, you need the four <laughs> of you. Like, no, I don't agree. I actually <laughs> no. I think Callum is hundred <laughs> percent no. disposable member. And it's been like that. You know, it's been interesting because it's been like that since we since we first started this group. Like seven That's, and a half years ago it was always like mm. the four of us are what create this dynamic and whatever it is f-ing works but that's why know? we're still together because we realize yeah. that like this is just this is awesome and 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 that takes you a lot of up and downs in your in your creative life to understand that mm. like you're not mm. going to recreate this with anyone else this is this is a yeah this is a great great band to be in and I feel like a lot of the times, sometimes I'll look around and in whatever situation we're in, I'm like, I feel so lucky to be actually in the group. It's it's awesome. I I felt that on a deep level yeah. because <laughs> a team is a team no matter the, the sport or game or whatever you're doing, whatever you're playing, right? Yeah. Whether it's making music or it's doing a radio show. Yeah. And it's the truth. Like the four of you came together and did this for a reason mm-hmm. and you really can't duplicate it because of... Yeah, I've I've worked mm. with people like that, and you know you're forced to do try to replace them, and it's virtually impossible. Yeah, nightmare. Yeah, it's hard. It, it's it's like it just, a, a, you can't force chemistry. No, you know, and you and it, maybe chemistry isn't the right word, but when like I can't even explain it, but when you see groups and you're like, there's something like electric about it. You know what I mean? Something that like is is what it is, and and without something, it wouldn't make sense. Yeah. But, but it's the ups and downs that kind of make you realize what you got. Mm. Yeah. It's also odd that it takes you a minute to figure out that. And even it takes you 
to take a step away because a lot of bands would be afraid to and i guess we were for a minute like to be like you know live separately and then like you know everyone gets girlfriends and everyone does their own thing goes in their own holidays we don't go on band holidays anymore well sometimes we do <laughs> but like it, it seems like a scary thing that would tear the band apart but then it's also a thing that brings up um a mindset that ashton just pointed out it's like then you go back into the studio and you're like like this is crazy that this even happens and because when you're younger you know six fifteen to 20 it was like obviously so stoked so lucky to be in the band but then when you have a second you're like whoa that was like a moment it's like yeah. it's odd it's odd that it takes time for that to happen not mm-hmm. just like this is great but, <laughs> but you living on your own you get to experience new things none of you have the same story you do there's a common thread between all of you and some major moments are shared but like mm-hmm. Yeah. You still get yeah. to live. I mean, we hang out all the time, but it's just like, you know, not every waking moment. It's, yeah. Have yeah. you felt oh. challenged by LA? Sorry, I know we're running out of time, but um, there. Whatever, man. Have yeah. you felt challenged by this city? Because you mentioned it. I think, I, I think about it a lot because of the Australian mentality. And, and. What is that? Well, we come from a pretty hardened background. We're very working class. Um, and I think that's a lot of the reason why we fought our way out of where we were from. And the only way out was being in a band. We didn't really want to do. We don't want to be tradesmen or anything. And 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 that path is is fine. But we were artistic musician types, and that was a rare thing. Where we're from, we're from like kind of farmland. You and I, mm. nothing, not much to do out there. <laughs> um, but and that was what grew our mentality to begin with, and that stuck by us. Just that that work hard and 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 you know, for ourselves and for our band and everybody around us, we just try and improve everyone's lives, you know. Um, and that's what it's been all about. It's it's a pretty basic moral code that it's stands a, with the band. That's the motivation. Some of it, yeah. And then, I don't know, it, it definitely changes. This, LA is interesting. I We love making music here. And I've met some definitely. really fascinating people here, but I think LA is a test in itself if you do what we do. It's like if you can stay healthy and get your keep your mind right here and and overcome personal challenges and and become a better version of yourself mm. inevitably a lot of people become the worst version of themselves here so it's mm-hmm. it's like uh i would call it like a level um you know like uh, you level up yeah you kind of <laughs> in this video game yeah you kind of <laughs> level up in in your life your whole life and then i think this city is one of them when you do when you're a musician or an artist i think you need to overcome your own demons other people's demons and come out on top. And you get to go through mm-hmm. it together, right? You do it separately, agree. but you have a safety net there that's totally. special. Yeah. yeah, It's cool. Definitely. Where did Easier start? Easier was, I mean, we're obviously exploring this type of sound with Andrew Watt um, and Lou Bell on the last record. And then Ryan Tedder started writing again. Um, so Andrew said to us, he's like, we came up with this idea for Easier. And where were um, we? We were in when he FaceTimed us and called us. We were in Pennsylvania. I I think we were in playing a state fair or something. <laughs> yeah, we, we were in some crazy place. I remember <laughs> walking in and being like, what and, the heck? and the and the annoying well, not the annoying <clears throat> thing. We we went on tour, but we we're like, damn, this sound is this is we're we're really diving into it. And when we got to the end of album three. We were like, okay, we're really exploring this new sound now, and it, and it feels awesome. So Andrew remained in the studio for another six months, and we were out on the road. And he goes, we came up with this idea. Rhythmically, it's the same direction as Youngblood. Um, check it out. Here's the top line. And the melodic was how it is when you hear it. Um, 
And then Charlie Puth has actually worked on it as well, oh, wow. which is crazy. Mm. Um, so he's playing a couple of the key parts and stuff on there mm. as well. Um, and then we kind of explored the sound and we went back in the studio, Luke recorded it, we all recorded it, put Five Sauce on it and made it closer to Youngblood because we wanted to keep on that trajectory sonically. And then we kept exploring it. And it's actually one of the first ones we did. Yeah, it's, yeah. Pro- it's probably the, the first song we had ready for this fourth record, you yeah. know? And it was like, as soon as we got that and we finished it up we were like this makes a lot of sense for yeah. us to go with this because it's just like the way that it that it kind of transitions you between what we've been doing and, mm-hmm. and kind of in this yeah. interesting mm-hmm. new sound that we've started to to delve into is it's like a really good middle ground and also it just sounds yeah so good. with singles you think in tempos like what are you missing what is music missing in general on top 40 or you know whatever space we're in what is it missing? And and we felt like this this is a good approach towards how this this sound could be at the moment. How would you? I, I don't want to ask like the most basic question. Yeah. How would you describe your sound? Yeah. But of the album that's coming, how is it different mm-hmm. than everything that's come before? I guess we're because we're older. It's more flexible with what we can inject out of what we actually like, and that's one of the most important parts for me generally. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. being able to be in a band where you can explore what you love out of other musicians and, and artists. Um, so I guess we're working a lot more with heavier rhythms, like industrial rhythms, yeah. mixed with different instrumentation in the group and also exploring Luke's voice. Like Luke's voice has come such a long way since we since we started and that opens up a whole new world of things. I mean, Mike's playing guitar totally different to how mm-hmm. he used to, and, and we're just using different influences more flexibly because we understand the art of what we're doing. Yeah, it feels like if I had to use one word, I would use the word definitive. Mm-hmm. As it's like very like mm-hmm. we knew and we know what sound we want to achieve from it, and we did it. Mm. Yeah. I would have said fun. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Great to fun dance to in the summer. Yeah. <laughs> Not as fun as those boots. Thanks, man. Dude, uh, do you, how do you find them? Do you thrift? Does somebody bring those to you? <laughs> do you thrift, bro? I thrift. You thrift, bro? <laughs> you thrift? I thrift. When you guys are trying out new sounds, do you consider what your fans would like, or do you guys just do it, you know, you like, and then hope it works? We, I feel like... We um, have a balance. Yeah, we obviously always keep our fans in mind maybe more after we've started something i feel like you never want to just stop something and be like oh this won't work because our fans won't like it i feel like mm. we definitely had more confidence after the last album um being like this is we love this and this was awesome we're so proud we can stand behind this um in our 20s which is difficult to do when you were you know a teen a teenage band it's a difficult thing to even overcome um yeah, we keep our fans in mind, you know, yeah. lyrically, but it's 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 a difficult question to answer. Um, as a, yeah, as an artist, you can't live like that, though. You can't worry all the time or be <laughs> scared or have so much fear. I mean, it's just a waste of time because that's why that that dulls the brilliance of the position. We've been lucky enough that the fans put us in, so it's like uh, you you honor that by exploring your ability, hopefully, and and inevitably. Um, pleasing the people that like you it starts yeah. with you because they like you for you hopefully i i think so <laughs> i really do 
I think so too. They're they're brilliant. I mean, the the thing I pay attention to is is what they gravitate towards, the type of language they use, and the type of people they follow and idolize. Um, that's actually more important than the way they interact with with us personally. I, I like to see what they what they idolize and what matters to them. And then you, we've been quieter online these days because it's. Uh, there's a lot of noise and a lot of words flying around, and I think it's important for us to understand and put our work and in, in, in time and effort into things that are actually sustainable and that they can actually consume as as fans. Mm-hmm. Which is an album. Which is music, yeah. yeah. And then everything, <laughs> everything that comes out, instead of like a, a flurry of kind of, I don't know how to not, like a flurry of just information that's endless, like, important mm-hmm. this is what's happening this looks awesome this video is like fantastic this photo is great you know what i mean it's like instead of it's creating yeah. things of substance exactly yeah. which has been important to us because i think a lot of i we don't like to get trapped in we've done it before and i think it was a mistake but getting trapped in uh new music coming soon i mean i just mm, the, the word soon people hate the word soon. they do mm-hmm. we discovered that yeah and they know we know that <laughs> i think but, we may have made it make made everyone hate that word or something. oh it's yeah. horrible but because we were frustrated and we went through a situation where our music came so slow it came out so slow because of i can I, transition wait. periods and stuff yeah, yeah. there's probably yeah. a ton of stuff and that's yeah. the hardest thing for an artist right the idea that you create a record and then you have to just sit on it like it's you so it's you in the present so yeah well the thing that a lot of artists and this is how the artist has evolved i think is i think artists these days are fantastic at tracing trend and where it's going to be in the next six months yeah. year even next month I think that's what the ability... But back in the day, all the artists, the great ones, like Bowie and stuff, they were pulling things out of the ether. Like, I think this is this feels good to me. This is fantastic. I'm going to put this into a song. And it used to come out, and people were like, this is the craziest thing I've ever heard, but it's amazing. Now I think people are butting heads because artists are so good at tracing where things are mm-hmm. going. Um, and that's what's frustrating about slowly releasing music because mm-hmm. you miss the bus on things sometimes. And... You're like, damn it, we came up with that a year ago. In a world where consumption rates are unlike it's ever been when it comes to music, yeah. you, can't, you, you can't afford to miss a bus. You can't, but that's why the silence is important. I think people are too loud these days about the, the dead time in the middle without music, without video, without all that stuff. I think people, I think it's, it's a worthwhile holding back and releasing when it's right. Nothing gets somebody's attention more than that yeah silence <laughs> <laughs> except if you're on radio <laughs> you know what actually the, the, the i i believe that the rule is the same right so when you take a pause and you really want to make a point yeah it's not about it's yeah. about the conversation and the yeah. pacing and like if you take a little bit longer of a pause if somebody's like half listening to you they're gonna be like oh there's nothing on my radio right now mm. true <laughs> and that's when they turn there it up yep or, or off yeah, that's it. Or they go to the next guy. But hopefully they turn it up. Just like. <laughs> I question everything yeah. that I've done. Um, hey, goals for yourself. Have you set them? <laughs> just wondering. No, not really. <laughs> Who are you um, laughing at? It's just, a, uh, I like the way you presented that question. <laughs> yeah, it's, goals. it's like a Yoda question. Have you set them? <laughs> goals for yourself. <laughs> Have you set them? I can't do Yoda. Um, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah, what's yours? Sure. Yeah, what do you I got? guess. I mean, I think we're always with each with each album cycle that we go into. Um, we're always looking to 
break every yep. thing that we did in the past and make it bigger and better than it was. And I know that yep. you're going to be like, but Michael, individually, what goals have you set? <laughs> <laughs> I saw that look on your face. That's not the question. And I'm Michael. like, <laughs> yeah. You, I mean, you have to have individual goals, both professionally and personally. Mm, this is pretty consuming, my man. Yeah. yeah. Every every waking hour is like, am I going to be fit? Why am I going to be fit? I'm going to be fit for the band. Am I going to eat well? I'm going to eat well because I'm in the band. It's not like, yeah. But that's what it takes these days. I mean, you have to totally immerse yourself. Otherwise, people are, I don't know. This is That's mm. that's the gift you've been given. So I've, I've noticed in Ashton, he's yeah, taken... a little different too. He's taken, uh, on, particularly on this album, I feel like it's rubbed off on me as well. Unfortunately, maybe. Yeah. No, no. no You've been doing this thing where you like probably drives your girlfriend crazy. No. <laughs> you take like you've taken a step back from not t- taking a step back creatively or anything, but like in your mind, you'll take you'll set aside like more time for yourself, which I think is cool. Mm-hmm. You'll be like, "Hey, I'm gonna leave at 10 p.m. Not you're 11 you're p.m." Off? No, okay. I don't know. How, I don't know how to say it without kidding. sounding just like kidding. you were slacking off because you're not. Yeah, because the last record was like we had a lot of work to do. Yes, and we do on this one as well. But I just we understand it a little more. Yeah, last time I was kind of. And it's honestly been nice to be in, in the dark in the same place for. This is the longest I think we've been in one place since we left. It feels like maybe I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Feels like that to me. Is this home? I would say so. <laughs> yeah, I, I got home. no. I got nowhere to sleep in Sydney, so. <laughs> This has to be home. <laughs> this is it. It's the only bed you got. <laughs> yeah. Was it cool to say that? What? That this is home? Or was it a little like... It's odd, but it is cool. It, it is cool. cool. It, yeah. I think Australia is always going to be, you know, our home. But at the moment we live here, you know, we have mm-hmm. um, we have lives here. But I think we'll eventually end up in Australia for any Australians yeah. listening that are sad. Yeah, for Aussies, I mean, it's a huge thing to live in California. Like, yeah. we love it here. Mm-hmm. And then we come here for an extended period of time and we miss Australia. There's but such a massive Facebook group called Aussies in LA. Yep. So the huge <laughs> There's a lot of us group. here. Yeah. Yeah, we're uh, massive. Yeah. Are you a part of it? No. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately not. But I know of it. Just a bunch of people wearing jumpers. Yeah. Talking about the air con. That's good. Yeah. Just Jumpers listening to Kyle and Jackie. There's a, there's a lot yeah. of us in West Hollywood drinking vodka. There's a lot. There's a lot of us. Absolutely. I like how you say us. <laughs> there's a lot of us <laughs> drinking vodka. There is. You're one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you wanted to bring up the accents. Oh, because sometimes people talk about you guys losing your accents. Yeah. yeah. All right. Do, uh, do, you, uh, no. do you hear yourself speaking it's differently? It's impossible to not. It's uh, like we're here every day, and every pretty much every person I know is American, and. Yeah. Stop giving us some. Well, I, <laughs> I actually, I actually spoke about this with um, with Ryan Tedder, yeah. and a lot of name drop. Um, huh? Name drop. <laughs> from <laughs> Republic. He wrote, apologize. Um, um, a lot of young, particularly musical minds, their accents change quick when they're in their adolescence and in younger stages of development. And I think that's what definitely happened to me. My my accent's all over the place, but I actually enjoy. I'm a bit of a psycho with it, but I enjoy productive communication. I don't like people not understanding what I'm saying. Yeah, it like bugs me. That's the fr- that's the frustrating that. thing. I yeah. I've tried to ease up on like not ease up because it's kind of hard. Like in this interview, I've probably sounded more American than I would if I was you know at home just talking because I feel like 
I want you. I want you. Yeah, to myself. <laughs> I want you to understand what I'm saying as much as possible. Mm-hmm. And I want. I like. Yeah. It's even as simple as going to Starbucks and trying to order anything, and they don't understand what you're saying. So you just talk American. Yeah. And then that is every day in every conversation. So you just kind of put yeah. a bit of a twang on. But also Thank being you. a global band, you think about everybody listening. Yeah. And people don't understand Australian over American. They don't. No. They, like if they're like confused. Like if you're in Italy, where it's a second language. Um, or something like or whatever. Third language. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever <laughs> it is. Like you, American accent is like they're gonna understand stage. you. Everybody on stage. gets it. Yeah, yeah. Everybody understands. Everyone's seen friends. And, you know? and, and other weird <laughs> stuff. I mean, we had a Danish vocal coach when we were very young, and she what? got the Australian accent right out of us. Like, because <laughs> it's when when you're singing, a lot of the vowels are Australian vowels are terrible for singing. Uh-huh. And you're so young, so you pick things up that yeah. stick with you forever. Yeah. Sponge. Yeah, we man. were sponges. sponges. Crazy stuff. It's, it's nurture. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> nurture, man. Not to be confused with nature. <laughs> Five seconds of summer. Easier is the record, but you have an album coming. Yes. Mm-hmm. We yes. definitely do. Soon. Yes. Da- is there a date on this? <laughs> Sorry? Is there a date? Um, June 2nd. <laughs> no. You have a date. <laughs> there, there is a date. Yeah, pretty crazy have, June 2nd. No one else has a date. No, we don't have a date yet. We're going to see how things go. Is that cool? Yeah, that's okay. Slow and steady wins the race. I think. And if like, things don't go well, do you scrap it all and restart? Well, well, we could. That's the thing as well. I mean, mm. no, things will go great. It's just like if you're watching this or listening, I think, you know, if the first song does well, second song does well, you might get an album pretty quick. Ooh. First song does okay. Second song is uh, doing all right. <laughs> Third song. Then you're Third song. At, you're looking at it next year, release. You're looking at a, a hesitant changes. release. <laughs> a hesitant release. Uh, <laughs> Do we put it out? It's out. <laughs> Just being honest. That's how it is. But yeah. we'll, we'll see what happens. We've got a couple, uh, couple songs. I do have one question about the new sound. Is it more fun to play live, or are the old songs more fun to play live? It's actually heavier. The new stuff, which is yeah, which is interesting. We haven't played it in front of an audience yet, so no. that's gonna be that's gonna be a real telling sign. But it's a hard question <laughs> to answer before I mean, playing it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's odd. I mean, it's not in odd. the studio. I mean, it's fun. Yeah, I think playing like the new album live always feels like more comfortable. Like, I mean, even playing, she looks. We're putting she looks perfect into a set right now, and we we're thinking about changing it and making it different. And we're like, no, people mm-hmm. just want to. People want to feel whatever that moment in time was. So we're just going to leave it. But it's never going to feel as comfortable as, you know, playing Youngblood or playing, mm. you know, whatever's going to be out on the on the fourth album. It's never going to feel as good as playing a, like a new song because that's like you're in that headspace. Yeah, it's fresh to you. You're still figuring it out the same way everybody else is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You, you're like on autopilot with the other ones. Kind yeah. of, yeah. I mean, you're not the same person as you were back then either. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you are, technically, but you've evolved. For you, it's like a moment in time, and then for everybody who's listening, you want to, you don't necessarily want to be transported consistently back to that moment in time, but the people who mm. lose themselves or escape from their reality in it, like you said, they do. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, because, yeah, I mean, we had a conversation about, well, like, we'll just leave it how it is, because it's just, it's a moment in time, and if people feel good listening to it, then, mm-hmm. you know, we won't. Won't betray them. Yeah. Let them have what they wanted. <laughs> Give the people yeah. what they want. <laughs> I've been betrayed by Game of Thrones enough. I appreciate <laughs> the four of you very much. Thanks, Zach. Thanks for putting up with Thanks, us. Thanks, man. I really, Thanks, Zach. I appreciate the energy deeply. Five seconds of summer, everybody. All right.
easier. Totally deserves That was really good. Love. That was really good. <laughs> this podcast is part of the Zach Sang Show Podcast Network.